Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It is Monday, April 5th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's NCAA Championship Game Day, and I think I speak for many in college basketball in saying we're looking forward to seeing the nation's top two teams, Gonzaga and Baylor, square off tonight. Beat writers Jesse Newell and Kellis Robinette are looking forward to it. They join us on today's show. We talk about the game and other topics, such as Bill Self's new lifetime contract, and we keep up with the news on the transfer portal, including what looks like a straight-up trade between Kansas State and Missouri. So let's get started talking college basketball with Jesse Newell and Kellis Robinette. So Bill Self signs a or agrees to a lifetime contract. Uh, that was the Friday morning news. Uh, I'll, I'll run down some highlights. I want to get you, your guys' thoughts on this. Um, cannot be fired for cause because of the uh, inf- the, the infractions. Uh, there's a financial penalty if he's suspended. There is a, um, a, a he de- he delayed his retention bonus. There's no lump sum payment there. He's going to get paid monthly over the course of the next uh, several years. And I thought this was interesting too. Bill Self uh, will be compens- will compensate Kansas for half of the the legal expenses. His his annual salary is five point four one million. You know, so I guess those those are some of the highlights. I I was trying to gauge the national interest and the national mood on this because it was a story. I mean, it was all over the ESPN crawl that day, and uh, a lot of people were talking about it. It didn't. It didn't generate a whole lot of buzz around here. I think people might have expected it, but nationally, there there seemed to be a little bit of criticism about it. So, Jesse, what what what's your takeaway on on the Bill Self lifetime contract? Was this something that you had heard was coming, or did you expect it? What was your take? Uh, so I didn't expect it. Uh, just to be honest with you, because I thought that it would get a new AD in here, and I also expected. In these deals, it's all about leverage, okay? Who has more pull? Who can get more to their side? It's just like buying a house. It's like, you know, buying a car, all those sorts of things in life. Right now, Bill Self wouldn't seem to have that much leverage because KU is in the middle of an NCAA case. And once that's decided, then Bill Self could have a lot of leverage. But the way that this deal went down with an interim AD and with them obviously wanting to make Bill Self happy and, and keep him in Lawrence for a long time, it... it was a deal that played out like Bill Self had the leverage. So that's what's surprising to me is that you get a quote lifetime contract, $5.41 million per year, uh, basically just continues to roll over every single year. And Bill Self makes out very well with this. I think it's an interesting moment in the time of Kansas athletics because they don't have an AD. They don't have a football coach right now. They're going out to get the AD, but yet donors seem to have been very vocal about what they want and what they like and obviously number one on that list is bill self and so i think that sort of speaks a little bit to what you were talking about blair which is the difference between the national reaction to this and the local reaction to this because the local reaction to this is why wouldn't you have bill self signed up for as long as you can everybody loves bill self they love the success he has at kansas they love the men's basketball program and people around here that are ku fans are you know not going to come out and say that bill self is guilty of any of these things that the NCAA is alleging that he is guilty of. So it makes sense that people around here don't really make much of this. Basically like, that's great. Sign bill self as long as you can. Whereas a national perspective would be like, Hey, this is another middle finger up towards the NCAA to say, don't care. Don't care that he might've had 
violations, don't care if there's postseason ban, don't care about any of that stuff, just going to do what we want to do over here in Lawrence. So I definitely understand the two different sides of the um, the, the coin when it comes to this particular thing, and that's probably why you saw different opinions on this, whether it was locally or nationally. So the comment to me is, and you said it well, the, the Kansas is going to ride with Bill Self through these choppy waters that are impending, right? And a lot of the language in the contract suggests Kansas knows it's coming, right? Uh, they wouldn't have put all the clauses in that, uh, that they did if they didn't expect some kind of uh, penalty. We Look, we think, and we've talked about this, that Kansas is, is going to fight, uh, battle back against uh, whatever comes their way from the NCAA, but they, they have, they have hitched their fortunes <laughs> to, to bill self. Um, what uh, the other, the other thing I, I thought of Jesse was the, you know, the, the first images that came out of this story were bill sitting down with uh, Douglas Gerard, right? The university president and um, really a show of solidarity. It was actually uh, Kurt Watson. Um, and what's, yeah, no, it's all right. The interim AD, but what it's, it's interesting, um, Blair, because Tell them apart anymore, Blair, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And, and the other part of this is that's so interesting is that, so if you, if you go and Google Kurt Watson, Bill Self, or, or put it into Twitter, uh, there's an old tweet from Greg Gurley that pops up of all four of them on a golfing trip. So by all indications, Kurt Watson, the interim AD, is an old golfing buddy with Bill Self and has been a guy that, you know, they usually go to different courses throughout the world and uh, do that in the offseason. So they're guys that have been very close. And so, again, it's, it's it sort of goes along with this whole um, story here, which is KU went without an AD for what? They've had an interim AD for, what, three weeks now, March 10th? And in that three weeks, you sign up your coach to a lifetime contract. Uh, you know, I, you can also see both sides with that as well, which is the new AD has a lot to deal with. There's going to be the NCAA violations, hiring a new football coach, potentially Big 12 realignment, a $30 million budget shortfall from the revenues that aren't in there. So a lot of things the AD has to sign up for. Now they don't have to deal with the Bill Self extension, which was going to be added to that list. However, you could also say that, hey, this is this could have been a layup for the next AD. This could have been something that's to ingratiate themselves to the fan base. So, yeah, it's, it's part of this sort of, again, if, if, if I'm going to put this in very simple terms, it's sort of like if, if there are donors out there that want their way with one particular thing, it's to keep Bill Self for as long as possible. And so they sort of got the substitute teacher here in for a few weeks and the substitute teacher signed the guy up to a lifetime contract. So um, yeah, that'll be fascinating. And again, depending on how this goes, that'll be something that'll be dissected in the future. But yeah, it was Kurt Watson. And uh, like I said, golfing buddies with Bill Self and he definitely signed him up for a long-term contract. One, one thing I, I will point out, um, I've seen a lot of people you know, make a, a lot of headlines about the, the lifetime contract deal. And while certainly that uh, makes it look like Kansas is, um, you know, anchoring itself to Bill Self forever, I will say Bill Snyder had the exact same deal here, a five-year rollover. It was never deemed a lifetime contract, but it, it really didn't clear up anything. There was yearly uncertainty when he retired. There were even times when they struggled a little bit and him and John Curry weren't getting along. Maybe something might happen. Um, it, it's not like an ironclad deal where – the, the, the one thing he can't get fired for with cause is the uh, NCA stuff. But otherwise, I would say it's not set in stone. He'll be there until he dies. That, that's a good point, Kellis, too, because 
in thinking lifetime contract, I think, man, they really can't fire him. But actually, the language of the contract is they can fire him without cause for $5.41 million plus whatever you know his retention bonus is for the rest of the year. But if you time that up correctly, you'll owe him $5.41 million. So that's a significant buyout, but we've seen there's been worse buyouts for Kansas, even for football coaches recently. So that's <laughs> that's not going to keep you from getting rid of the guy if you really do want to. Well, one question I had, I saw in there it had a, a buyout for an NBA deal. Is there no buyout for another college? There's not. It's $2 million for the NBA deal, and then um, it just doesn't say anything about anything else. Basically, they just owe him what he's owed up until that point if he leaves for another position. And it's sort of another part of this, Kellis, that I think speaks to the leverage that Bill Self had, even though I didn't know he would have had that leverage with the NCAA case, which is sort of like a lot of these football coaches, if you look in the assistant coaching language, and this is even something that KU dealt with with like a guy like Brent Deerman, is that they owed money to the school if they left for another position. And to not do that for Bill Self, who actually would be in demand for other college jobs, you know, it sort of speaks to the leverage that he has and potentially the power that he had to to have that in his deal that if he didn't want to go somewhere else, he doesn't have to pay anything. So I did not read that language in the contract other than the NBA one you mentioned. Um, so that is just a kind of another feather in his cap, if you will, to basically say, hey, uh, Bill Self got what he wanted with this deal. And, and that's sort of how Kansas handled this as well. Aren't... Uh, contracts framed as lifetime contracts as a message to recruits. Yes. I, I think that's what's important here. This is, uh, you know, as we know, the last couple of years, Kansas has been affected by, Kansas recruiting has been affected by the, you know, by the, the news of the, of the investigation. So, um, so now Bill can turn around to, uh, to recruits and say, look, I'm going to be there. I'm, you won't be playing for someone else. It's going to be me. And, Bill Snyder was the same way, right? At, at K State, you're not um, you're not going to uh, play for another coach. You're, you're always going to play for me. Yeah, Fun, funny thing about that though, the uh, about the Snyder lifetime contract. Even though it was a, a lifetime contract with no expiration, it was still so vague to people. Um, they gave him a new. They ripped that up and gave him a new contract at the end too, just because recruits weren't buying it. They were like, "No, your, your contract's done." whatever, you know, no matter how much they said, no, it works in perpetuity. It never ends. They wouldn't believe it. So they had to give them a non-lifetime contract to sell recruiting. It's, it's funny how those things work. Okay. Let's, uh, let's switch topics. I want to talk about the, the national championship game tonight between Baylor and Gonzaga. We'll do that after a break, but first let's, let's sneak in a little transfer news because that is, if your team is not in the NCAA tournament right now, your news is about is about the transfer portal, and no program has um, has not been involved. Kansas State and Kansas both involved in the transfer portal. Let's start with the Wildcats. Um, they the, their most recent acquisition is a really interesting guy uh, from uh, University of Arkansas, Little Rock. Um, Mar- I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Marquise Noel or something like is that, is that right, Kellis? Yeah, you got it. It's uh, it's just Marquise. He told me his uh, his dad was named Marcus, and his mom's name starts with a Q. They decided they needed to combine it somehow with his name, so they spelled his name Marquise M A R K Q U I S. I was afraid to even say his name when I called him. I didn't know if it was Marcus, Marquise, Mar, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, you nailed it. Okay, so he's a huge guy. I see. <laughs> Five foot seven. He- he towers above Darren Sproles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but uh, quite a shooter. Um, 
what, what's the idea with him? Because he's obviously a point guard, and that's one area there where Kansas State seemed to be in pretty good shape with Nigel Pack. Yeah, uh, but they did they did need somebody else there. Rudy Williams, like you mentioned, transfer portal. He was their backup point guard last year. Didn't want to stick around and, and back up Pack as a senior. So he left for Coastal Carolina. They needed somebody to come in and fill that role. Um, and I think a lot of people assume they'd, you know, find a guy to do exactly that. Um, not not a really high ceiling, maybe a, a pretty good floor just to come in and, and literally just back up Pack. But they went out and got an all-sun belt player. Um, he helped Arkansas Little Rock win a Sun Belt Championship as a sophomore. And that was when he had his best season. I believe he averaged 17.3 points, six, six assists, really deadly from three-point range. Um, can create his own shot, which is a little bit remarkable because he is only five foot seven. But he brings a, an interesting dynamic to Kansas State they haven't had before. Not really since Marcus Foster have they had a guy who, when the shot clock was winding down, they just kind of ISOed and let him do his thing. This guy can do that. He's got Steph Curry range. Um, you know, I'm not promising he's going to come in and, and just, uh, you know, make the net splash like that. But uh, Kansas State averaged 30% shooting from three-point range last season, by far the worst in the Big 12. They went out and added two guys who have proven they can shoot over 40% for a whole season in him and Mark Smith from Missouri. So I really like uh, how things turned out for them in the transfer portal. Uh, the, the only kind of interesting thing with, with Marquise is he, he's never come off the bench before. He's always been the guy at Arkansas Little Rock. Um, I think that'll need, he'll need to adjust to that here. Um, I, I think there's maybe a way he, he can sneak into the starting lineup at some point, but he's definitely going to start behind Pack, uh, start behind Mike McGurl, probably even start behind Mark Smith and, and Selton McGill. Um, but if they can figure out a way to have all those guys coexist for one season, um, their offense could be significantly upgraded. And speaking of Mark Smith, um, straight up trade, um, Kansas State <laughs> and Missouri, uh, Mark Smith for Dejuan Gordon. I love this. Uh, that's that's uh, how it works in college basketball these days with Smith going to K-State and Gordon going to uh, Missouri. Um, look, I, I saw Mark Smith at the end of the year for the last 10, 12 games. He's a, you know, experienced player, a bit of a streaky shooter, but uh, Bruce Weber knows him very well. And he's pretty excited about having Mark Smith on the roster. Isn't he? he was. Um, when I talked to him, I talked to him right after he announced their signing and he was uh, as excited about getting recruited as I'd ever heard him. Um, he recruited him out of high school, couldn't quite get him, recruited him when he was transferring out of Illinois, couldn't quite get him. And this time it was the opposite. He put his name in the transfer portal. It sounded like they made one call and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Sign me up. Give me the, give me the papers. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, what he can do in, in Kansas state. Obviously you, you'd love it if he could shoot a little bit better than he did last season, maybe get back to his sophomore form. But uh, I, I really like him as an addition. He started 80 games. Uh, Kansas state gets significantly older with them. Last year, they had one senior on the roster, Mike McGurl. Next year, they're going to have two super seniors plus a senior in Marquise Noel. So they got worlds older right there. And plus, Smith can shoot it, which is something K-State couldn't do at all last season. You obviously lose some athleticism in, in Deshaun Gordon, but I think it's a good ad for him. What, what, what really seems interesting, this whole thing for me, is I think it's actually a, you know, a mutually beneficial trade, if we can call it that. Um, so Missouri gets, gets a guy who... Uh, you can create off the dribble. You get to the basket, led Kansas State in rebounds last season. I think both these guys, and, and they're both really good locker room presences. Um, it, I mean, nobody complained about this one. He played hurt all last year, um, was a big reason they closed the season out strong. 
So I, I think there's a very distinct possibility that both these guys with a fresh start could play a little bit better and end up helping, helping both teams. The latest Kansas news involves uh, an offer. Um, Christian Bishop at Creighton has been offered by, by KU. He's at least some of West kid and Gary Bedore uh, has the, you know, has the latest news on him. Maybe by the time this podcast posts, there'll, there'll be more definitive news on Christian Bishop, but, that's uh, that. That would be an interesting get for Kansas, Jesse, wouldn't it? Somebody that uh, maybe fills a, a need for the Jayhawks. Yeah, well, and this is exactly what Bill Self promised. They've done basically a roster makeover here in the off season, and so you can expect more departures and more additions. And Christian Bishop, I think, you know, the way he played at Creighton and was able to score inside and and be able to be a presence for them, it is something that that KU could use. But it is. Sort of fascinating trying to figure out how these rosters are all going to shape up for Kansas because, you know, they Key goes out there, they have Dave McCormick, they're bringing back Mitch Lightfoot, they're bringing in Zach Clements, who's a, kind of like a stretch five man they can shoot. Then they bring in Cam Martin, who's from Missouri Southern, who played for Jeff Boshi there, who's kind of like Tanner Groves Light from Eastern Washington, kind of a big burly five man who can shoot and then you got christian bishop who potentially is going to come in here so it's 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 weird right now for kansas because um sometimes when these losses happen early in the in the NCAA tournament bill self gets pretty motivated to go out there and kind of reshape what he has but i don't know how things are going to shake out just depending on who they get and if, if bishop is potentially uh you know wants to come in you would think he would slot in as an immediate starter too so I, I there's a lot of bodies and they've got a lot of people and it's sort of fascinating at this point especially with what we just talked about blair which is this NCAA case is probably going to be barreling to an end here late summer early fall and um, this Kansas team is going to have a lot of new pieces a lot of new people they're bringing in and potentially no uh, knowledge yet of what is going to happen with that and a potential postseason ban so a lot of things happening with Kansas basketball but uh, as I said Bill Self kind of promised to make over his roster and it seems like they're well on their way to doing that. I looked it up today, Blair, um, because I think it's funny. Uh, Kansas State got off to a big lead here in the transfer portal they lost four guys pretty quick after the season ended (laughs) And people were like, oh, my gosh, what is, what's happening in Manhattan? Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, they've been caught. Okay, I just want to say Wichita State, six <laughs> transfers. Missouri, five transfers. K- and KU's making a push. They got three. So it, it's just, I mean, if, if people don't like transfers, it's too, I mean, you just got to get used to it. This is think, the way it is now. I think it's going to be tied pretty quick, Kellis. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about what's going on, the, the, the power five schools, the bigger programs are going to, you know they're going to go into the deficit earlier, and um, because they're they're adding players for the most part from mid majors, and they're waiting to see what 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 slots are available, right? So Missouri lost five, but they've picked up their their latest acquisition was uh, Boogie Coleman from Ball State, so they've landed guys from Wisconsin, Green Bay, Ball State, and of course K State. Um, you know, unless it's two power five schools, uh, you know, go, you know tra- trading players like we, t- we talked about earlier, uh, that, that's, that's how it's going to appear anyway. The, the Missouris, the K-States are going to lose their players first and then, and then gain. Um, and the, listen, they're, they're, nobody's, nobody's going to start next season with scholarships available. Those spots will be, will be filled. So, okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about tonight's national championship game. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. 
Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, we're back with Jesse Newell and Kellis Robinette, who cover college basketball. And guys, um, we, we've, uh, we're going to see the Baylor-Gonzaga NCAA title game tonight. Really looking forward to it. I think it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a rarity because this was these were the top two teams going into the season. I think I saw this stat that they were ranked one and two in 15 of the 17 polls this year. Um, one of the ones in which it wasn't the case was the last one, right? Uh, Illinois won the Big Ten tournament. They moved up to number two, and, and Baylor dropped to number three. But these are the two best teams in the country. Is that what the analytics say, Jesse? Oh, yeah. No, this has been something I've been talking about on radio for a while, especially when the game got canceled early on. Yeah. It's just we were all safe, basically saying, let's have this game happen in the national championship game. And it's just so great after last year's tournament didn't happen. You know, there were all the upsets early, and you thought, man, I mean, this is going to be one of those. It's going to be a seven seed versus a four seed and not really the two best teams meeting up. But outside of Baylor's little COVID deal, when they didn't look like themselves for a couple weeks span, I mean, these have been the two best teams in college basketball, and Gonzaga is obviously has the storyline of being undefeated. I mean, Gonzaga is so good. Like, they have – you go down the list of their best players, and, you know, you go down to four and five, and you're like, those are – still all American type players. And uh, obviously with Mark few, who does an amazing job on offense and doing creative things to get them going, they're so good in transition. Um, and then defensively, you know, elite, you know, they're just simply elite on that end and athletic, all those things. And then Baylor just, you know, you talked, we talked last segment about all the transfers and everything, but just the way they built things up under Scott drew, you know, they get all these transfers, they come in, they develop, they spend extra years in the program. And now all of a sudden you've got, Butler, I mean, I know Butler against Kansas, he makes every shot. It's just, it's unbelievable. He's just a shot maker. Uh, Davion Mitchell gets after you defensively. Um, you know, they, vital is their Marcus Garrett who can switch on anything and play, you know, Chamo Chachua is inside is just a beast on the offensive board. So this is the game. I think we all wanted to see for a long time and I'm, I'm really glad it's happening. This is sort of what college basketball fans and deserved. And like I said, I'm glad it didn't end up as an eight seed versus a four seed or something. I'm glad that these, <laughs> these are the two best teams they get to play for tonight, and anything can happen. I mean, Gonzaga's a whatever, a four-point, five-point favorite, something like that, but um, this is the game that we've all wanted to see all year, and now we're going to get it. I think it's a toss-up. I think the line's a little bit too too heavy. Um, I, I think it's closer than four-and-a-half, and, and I, I had to pick the game. I went with the upset. I, I picked Baylor. Um, Kellis, you and I were sitting next to each other the last time uh, Baylor and Kansas State played. And we're pretty impressed with the Wildcats that night. And, um, uh, but, and then the Baylor turned around and lost the next night to Oklahoma State. But they've been terrific throughout the tournament. And this is just a, a fantastic Baylor team. Reminds me of some of the best teams that I've seen play in the Big 12. Do you have a, you have a good feeling about Baylor tonight? Uh, I'm 
Probably more Jesse. I think Gonzaga wins a close one, but um, I mean, I, th- I I think it's I think it's going to be a classic. Maybe not as good as UCLA Gonzaga was. That was uh, I don't know how amazing. That, one. Yeah. that was amazing. But uh, I mean, the the thing with Baylor is is that when when they are on, okay, and they usually are on, but when they've got Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, and Macy Oteague making shots at the same time. Uh, I mean, they could, <laughs> they could, they could hang with an NBA team when they're doing that. I mean, they just move the ball so fast and they don't miss. And Mitchell, especially. I mean, I, I've seen Mitchell when he's on. He, he they played Kansas State in the game this season when he's. I got stats pulled up here. Seven, seven for nine from three, thirty-one points. Baylor could have won that game by eighty if they'd have <laughs> really wanted to. I mean, now obviously Gonzaga is better than Kansas State. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a really close game. Um, I, I do worry a little bit about Gonzaga. They really only played five guys against UCLA, and they had to go 45 minutes. Maybe maybe that helps Baylor because Baylor just waxed the floor with Houston, and that makes it a little bit tighter than usual. Um, but I, I really like Baylor's talent. I think Baylor – I mean, I, I really like Gonzaga's talent. I think they have a little bit more. I really like Baylor's team. I think they have a little bit more cohesion. So – Kind of reminds me a little bit of that year when uh, Illinois played North Carolina in the game, in the title game. You know, North Carolina had the better talent. Illinois had a little bit better team. And that was a close one, too. So maybe we'll get that. The Bruce but I, I'm with you guys. I'm very glad it's not Houston-UCLA. That would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah, that was a good game in 1967, or a good matchup, you know, when it was Elvin Hayes against uh, Lou Alcindor. Um I think the backcourt's kind of even. I think they're even and they cancel each other out. So to me, it comes down to whether uh, Timmy can have success against Vital and, and, and Baylor inside or can Baylor's defense, you know, control Timmy. How about at the beginning of overtime in that UCLA game, Timmy was fantastic. Um, you know, scored the first six points and was just so good around the basket. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. It, it should be great. There's so much talent on, on the floor. I'd, when it comes to future NBA talent, I'm a terrible judge of that. But um, but I think we're going to see, you know, I think we're going to see three, four, five NBA players on on the floor tonight. That that'll be fun. So, okay, guys, great conversation. I really appreciate it, and we will catch up again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. A tip of the cap to Calvis Robinette and Jesse Newell for stopping by and talking college basketball. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass, of course, is the Kansas City Star sports page online. You get all the stories that are included in the Star's print product, but much, much more that appear only on the Star's website. So like I said, 99 cents a month after three months at Auto Renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And what a time to subscribe. The Royals are off to a good start, right? Two and one after their first series. The NCAA championship game is tonight between Baylor and Gonzaga. And of course, it is never not chief season. So how do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. 
The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and we will get you to the right place. So whether it's the, whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we will be back on Tuesday with another episode.